TII item 470, September 15th, 2018, iPhone 10s, 10s Max, 10R, and Apple Watch Series 4. Welcome to Today in iPhone. Yeah, I like it a lot. Today in iPhone. Hey, Gullet! Oh, yeah. My beautiful iPhone, which I never have out of my hand and that I do everything with and has become an extension of whom I am. This episode is brought to you by Casper. Get $50 towards select mattresses by visiting casper.com slash TII and using TII checkout. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Rob, and you are listening to the Today in iOS podcast. First up, I want to thank Jeff for sending in the music here in the background. Jeff wrote, Hi, Rob. I made this song, Love to Love You, using the GarageBand app on my iPhone. For free downloads and more music, follow me at JeffJ6 on Twitter. Regards, JeffJ. Well, thanks, Jeff, for the music. And folks, I will put the full song at the end of the episode. I also want to thank Mario for sending in the artwork for today's show. Mario wrote the following. Hi, Rob. Thought you might want to use this for a future podcast picture. It is from my local pizza place, which is called Moondog. I use the iOS feature to make the adjustments and use the pen feature to add the 1-206. Regards, Mario. Well, thanks, Mario, for sending this in. Folks, you can see the artwork in the free TI app via the bonus button for episode 470 or at instagram.com slash today and ios and also at facebook.com slash today and ios if you have some artwork and or music that you have created on your ios device that you would like to share with the audience please email to me at today and ios at gmail.com please make sure to let me know which app or apps you used to create said artwork and or music well here's our report from apple's event from september 12th at 10.02 a.m. Pacific Time, doors literally open and video cues in. Mission Impossible theme video. Cute. Very cute, Apple. Let me set up the video. There is a young woman who is carrying a special metal briefcase, the type you would see in a spy movie. And she is running, jumping, and sliding through the Apple Store ship, um, spaceship campus, all set to the Mission Impossible music. She finally breaks out of the spaceship campus and then asks Siri directions to the Steve Jobs Theater. Siri starts to respond saying, take a right, and then the girl totally disses Siri and goes running off in another direction, one other than what Siri recommended. Kind of the wrong subliminal message, Apple? If I was on the Siri team, I would not have thought it was a cute video. Siri gets dissed all the time in the press. Did, did you really need to diss her in your own video? Just asking. Anyway, four minutes into the event, Tim Cook comes on stage, shirt tucked, with the clicker. Spoiler alert. That is what was in said briefcase from the video. And Tim does his normal yada yada, rah 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 intro speech. He said Apple is about to ship the two billionth iOS device. And then says Apple is going to go over two personal products. Apple Watch is first up. Yay, bingo card item. Tim said the Apple Watch is not just the number one smartwatch. It is the number one watch, period. Nine minutes in, Jeff from Apple, shirt untucked, came up next to talk more about the Apple Watch. A bunch of yada yada, Apple Watch, yada yada, guardian of your health, yada yada, new Apple Watch stuff. Oh, it is so pretty. So how do you know someone has a new Apple Watch Series 4? Simple. 
The crown has a red ring on it now. Before, it was a solid red circle, at least for the LTE version of the Apple Watch. What else is new is that the screen goes to the edge. 30% bigger display, 40 millimeters and 44 millimeters now, replace the 38 and the 42 millimeter versions. There are new watch faces, yada, 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 more watch faces, yada, 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 yada. Apple introduced a Breathe app watch face, or faces. Actually, there are three of them, because even though you did not know you needed one, Apple realized you actually needed three. Plus, some fire, water, vapor watch faces. Uh, the digital crown now has haptic feedback, so you turn it, get a little clicking action, and a little feedback to that. The speaker is 50% louder. The microphone is moved over near the crown from the opposite side, getting it away from the speaker. The back of the watch is now all ceramic and sapphire, allowing for better wireless connectivity. It has a new S4 processor, which is a dual-core 64-bit processor that's two times faster than the processor in the Series 3. It has improved gyroscope, which allowed for a new added feature, which basically, if you've ever seen those help, I've fallen and I can't get up commercials, yeah, they added that feature, where the Apple Watch can detect if you've fallen and can't get up and will automatically call 911 for you. Well, after you are immobile for a minute, they call it fall detection, but you and I will just call it the help I've fallen and can't get up feature, or H-I-H-F-C-G-U for short. Guess you know what to buy grandma for Christmas now. They added and improved the heart monitoring features. One, if your heart rate is too low, it will let you know. Two, it will look for and detect AFib. Both come from upgrades to the back sensor. And three, they added a new sensor in the crown that lets you take an electrocardiogram, or more commonly known as ECG, and this is the first over-the-counter ECG device on the market available direct to consumers. Now you can take an ECG anywhere, anytime, by just taking your finger from your other hand, the hand opposite of the one that's wearing the watch, and you place your finger on the crown that creates a loop, and in 30 seconds you will get a result. And all of these tests are stored right in your health app that you can then share with your doctor. Next up on stage came Dr. Ivor Benjamin tucked shirt, from the American Heart Association to talk about how, without the new Apple Watch, we are all going to die from a heart attack, which we could have survived if only we were wearing the new Apple Watch Series 4, or, you know, something similar to that. But that was the takeaway from his talk. At least that's what I took away. And he convinced me. I did order the new Series 4, 44 millimeter, if for no other reason than the ECG feature. Hey, I'm over 50 and overweight. One of the two I can work on, the other not so much. Then Jeff came back and said, Apple has FDA clearance for the ECG feature, the first of its kind clearance. Privacy was mentioned for the first time at the 28-minute mark. Actually, they put up the word privacy up on the screen, big letters. That's the only thing on the screen. There are lots of new features, but to summarize, in case you do not care about having your heart explode and need another reason to upgrade. There's a larger display. There's a new UI. There's digital crown with haptic feedback. The S4 processor is twice as fast as the S3 and the Series 3. It's 50% louder on the speaker. HIH 
FCGU, or fall detection, if you want to call it that. It has electrical heart sensor and an ECG app, Bluetooth 5.0, same battery life as a Series 3, which they call 18 hours. By the way, for me, it lasts almost three days. Full GPS tracking for six hours. And the Series 4 is available in three different finishes for aluminum. You've got silver, space gray, and gold. And the stainless steel version comes in polished and space black and a new gold stainless. All bands all work with the Series 4 that worked with the Series 3. So if you had a band before for the 38mm, it now works on the 40mm. If you had a band before that was for the 42mm, it now works with the 44mm. Thank you, Apple. And there were lots of new bands that they've introduced as well. However, one of those that they did feature includes reflective yarn for runners at night. Now, I'm not going to say that's not a good idea, but if the only thing you're relying on is the reflective yarn in the wristband of your watch when you're running at night, um, spend a few bucks, 15, go to Dick's or Galleons or Shields or wherever the place is that's near you that's a sports store, buy one of those reflective orange vests. Just saying. Per pricing, the Series 4 aluminum with just GPS starts at $399 for the 40mm version and is only $30 more at $429 for the 44mm version. And for the LTE GPS aluminum Series 4, well, it is $499 for the 40mm and $529 for the 44mm. And they are on sale now with delivery starting on 921 depending on the version. And if you are in one of these 26 markets, or territories with GPS, deep breath, Australia, Austria, Belgium, Canada, China, Denmark, Finland, France, Germany, Hong Kong, Ireland, Italy, Japan, Luxembourg, Netherlands, New Zealand, Norway, Portugal, Saudi Arabia, Singapore, Snobby Shores, Spain, Sweden, Switzerland, UAE, UK, and the US. Nailed it. And Series 4 with cellular will start in these 16 countries with 34 carriers, and they are... Australia, Canada, China, Denmark, France, Germany, Hong Kong, Italy, Japan, Pleasant Park, Singapore, Spain, Sweden, Switzerland, UAE, UK, and the US. Series 3 now starting at 279. And WatchOS 5 will be available on Monday, September 17th. We're about 35 minutes in at the presentation at this point, and Tim comes back and they did a little video on the Apple Watch, a hokey pokey video. Literally. You put your right hand in. Anyway, I don't want to do it because I'll get a copyright infringement. But point is, they did a video with the Hokey Pokey song, and it was all about sticking your hand in and pulling your hand out, and you get the idea. But before we get into talking about the next product that Apple introduced, I want to first thank Casper for supporting our show and for the Casper Wave mattress for supporting my back every night with our last mattress, if I sat up in bed to watch television for an hour, even, just an hour, my back would hurt when I got up to get a drink or whatever. But with the Wave mattress, that is no longer the case. And it helps my back even more when I'm sleeping. And this might have something to do with the Wave having a patent-pending premium support system to mirror the natural shape of your body. We have the original Casper in my oldest son's room as well, which my son loves, and Casper has the essential for three different types of mattresses. They offer sizes from twin to California kings with great price. And with Casper, you can be sure of your purchase with Casper's 100-night risk-free sleep-on-it trial. You don't like it, you get your money back. They come and pick it up, donate it to charity. If you go to casper.com slash TII and use promo code TII, 
you'll save $50 on select mattresses, terms and conditions apply. You order online, and it is delivered right to your door. So no need to go out in the heat or cold, depending on when you hear this episode, to get it either. They are able to offer affordable prices because Casper cuts out the middleman, sells directly to you with delivery right now for the U.S. and Canada, and it is free delivery. When said mattress is delivered, it is in a squarish box, which you think, no way, there's no mattress in there. But yes way, there is. You cut it open and pops out pops this mattress and expands the form. It actually is really amazing. Just Google Casper mattress unboxing and watch it. Again, to save $50 on a mattress, go to casper.com slash TII and use promo code TII, all lowercase on the promo code. Again, casper.com slash TII and then promo code TII to save $50 on select mattresses. Thanks, Casper, for the great mattress and for sponsoring this show. And back to the event. And at this point, we're 37 minutes in and the iPhone talk starts. And as always, it starts with a lot of yada yada, number one smartphone in the world, yada yada stuff. You know all about that. 39 and a half minutes in, Phil, shirt tucked, comes on stage to talk about the iPhone. Most advanced iPhone ever created. And the next gen iPhone 10 will be called the 10S. At around 40 minutes in, Phil says, quote, it is covered on the front and back with a new formulation of glass that is the most durable glass ever in a smartphone, unquote. And there was the confirmation it is using Gorilla Glass 6, as said on the last episode. If they said something like this, that would be the confirmation. So yes, for that bingo card item. Phil said the screen on the 10s is 60% greater dynamic range and the iPhone than the iPhone 10 screen. And shocker, they introduced a larger iPhone 10 with a 6.5 inch screen, and they called it the 10s Max. Both have an IP68 water resistance rating, which according to Apple means it is water resistant to a depth of 2 meters for 30 minutes. For example, you drop it in the pool and it goes to the bottom of the pool, you should be fine if you get it out in a couple of minutes. Interestingly, Phil said they tested it in many different liquids, chlorinated water, salt water, I guess fresh water, tea, beer, wine, and even mentioned orange juice. Hey, wait, how do you test at 2 meters down in orange juice? Oh, I guess they must have contacted my good friend Rob Greenlee, who just so happens to have the Guinness World Record for the largest cup of orange juice, which was right about two meters tall. Per the screen on the iPhone XS, it is a 5.8 inch, 2436 by 1125 pixel OLED screen with 458 pixels per inch resolution. And that is exactly what was on the 10. However... The iPhone X was only rated to an IP67 for water resistance. Uh, just to get into the difference between IP67, and, and which the XR and the 10 iPhone X was, an IP68, which is what the 10s and 10s Max are. So if we look at that, simply put, the 6 in the IP67 and 68 means, quote, protection from contact with harmful dust. So both the IP67 and 68 are the same per dust. But the 7 and 8 in the number, the 7 means, quote, protected from immersion in water to a depth of up to 1 meter, about 3.3 feet, for up to 
30 minutes, unquote. And the eight means, quote, protected from immersion in water with a depth more than one meter, manufacturer must specify exact depth, unquote. And in this case, Apple did specify the depth with two meters. So in short, the iPhone 10 and 10R, they are rated to a depth of one meter in water for 30 minutes. Oh, and I should mention later on, they introduced an LCD 6.1 inch iPhone called the 10R. More on that later. Um, the iPhone 10S and 10S Max are rated to a depth of two meters in water for 30 minutes. So if you're going to drop your iPhone 10 or 10R in a pool, only do it in the shallow end. But for the iPhone XS and XS Max, you're good to go dropping it in the deep end. Not that we would suggest ever testing these ratings. And remember, they are not waterproof, they are water resistant. Per the XS Max, again, as expected, it is a 6.5 inch display, where physically the device is just a little smaller than the iPhone 8 Plus. The XS Max is 6.2 inches long by 3.05 inches wide with a thickness of 0.3 inches and a total weight of 7.34 ounces. Compare that to the 8 Plus, which is 6.24 inches long by 3.07 inches wide with a thickness of 0.30 inches and a total weight of 7.13 ounces. For those of you used to a more modern way of measuring things, the XS Max is 157.5 millimeters long by 77.44 millimeters wide with a thickness of 7.7 millimeters and a total weight of 208 grams. Compare that to the 8 Plus, which is 158.4 millimeters long by 78.1 millimeters wide with a thickness of 7.5 millimeters and a total weight of 202 grams. Interestingly, the XS Max is a little heavier than the 8 Plus by 6 grams, and if you have a 7 Plus, which is 188 grams, it's heavier by 20 grams. But it is shorter and narrower than both, but it is a tad thicker than both. If you are going from a 5.5-inch display to a 6.5-inch display, that will mean a nice pop for those of you that waited to upgrade from the Plus series. And also a nice pop in screen size for those of you that upgraded to the 10 last year, like myself. One of the most misleading things is the way screen sizes are talked about on the iPhones. Right now, we have the following sizes that you could have purchased at some point in calendar year 2018. 4 inch, 4.7 inch, 5.5 inch, 5.8 inch, 6.1 inch, and 6.5 inch. For example, the increase from 5.5 to 5.8 inches it sounds like a, a right around a 5.5% increase you know, when you talk about screen real estate, when reality is, because the aspect ratios are different, it's only a 1.3% increase. So let's really talk about actual screen real estate for all versions, and let's talk in the correct measuring system metric and square millimeters and compare between the uh, six iPhone sizes. The SE, or the four-inch version, um, is 88.5 millimeters by 49.9 millimeters. And this is, again, screen size, so the length and width of the screen. And that works out to 4,413 4, square millimeters. The iPhone 6, 7, and 8 series, oh, this is the 4.7-inch versions, are 103.8 millimeters by 58.4 millimeters for a total of 6,064.3 square millimeters. 
the 6 plus, 7 plus, 8 plus series, or the 5.5 inch screens as they're known. Uh, 121.6 millimeters by 68.4 millimeters or 8,318.5 square millimeters. The iPhone 10 series or the 5.8 version, it is 135.1 millimeters by 62.4 millimeters. So actually it's narrower than, than the 8 plus. And that is equal to 8,428.8 square millimeters. And the 10R series, or the 6.1 version, it will be 139.6 millimeters by 64.5 millimeters, and that equals 9,006 square millimeters. So there you go. You've got a 6,064, 8318, 8428, 9,006, and then we get to the 10S Max. This is a 6.5-inch, quote-unquote, version, and it works out to be 149.07 millimeters by 68.9 millimeters. So it's actually just a little bit, just a tad half, half a millimeter wider um, than the, the Plus series. But it's over 20, it's about 27 millimeters longer. And that works out to be 10,267.9 square millimeters this means there's a 23.4% more screen real estate than the Plus series phones and 21.8% more screen real estate than the iPhone 10. And if you are upgrading from the non-Plus size, it's a whopping 69% increase in real estate. And anyone that upgrades from the SE, it's an increase of 133%. If you are someone with a 4.7-inch iPhone and we're thinking of increasing to a larger size iPhone, then the iPhone XS Max will seem like a huge, huge difference in screen size. Much, much more than the difference in physical size, which will just increase about 30.8% uh, versus the 69.3% increase in screen real estate. And again, the physical length versus width of the XS Max is slightly smaller than the Plus series phones. I like the iPhone X but I was always a little disappointed when you turned it into landscape and it did not go to split screen mode like with the Plus series. I have felt since first turning it that it was an upgrade for the 4.7 inch series and not the 5.5 Plus series. With the 10s Max, that split screen mode is back. And that, in a nutshell, was why I had to upgrade from the 10 to the 10s Max. I missed some of my Plus features, so very much looking forward to getting them back and increasing screen real estate by over 20%. All of the other specs could have been identical. And hint, they mostly are. And I would have upgraded to the 10s Max anyway. Um, all right, but now on to some of those other specs. As mentioned, for the 10s Max, it is confirmed we get back split screen options. They showed that on the screen for the Contacts app. Both the 10s and the 10s Max have Dolby Vision and HDR10. The 120 hertz touch sensing, which means faster response and a bigger screen with the 10s Max, that means it's the best mobile phone for Fortnite. Just saying. There is improved stereo sound, so you can better tell which direction the enemy is coming from in Fortnite. Hey, Foo Fighters also got a nice shout out in the event. Uh, and if you are a Foo Fighters fan, make sure you check out Walking the Floor with Chris Shefflett from the Foo Fighters. Name dropping, but Chris is a really great guy and his podcast is on Libsyn. 
And I'm looking forward to meeting with him when they play here in Kansas City in October. Um, back to the specs, um, or at least marketing phrases, like the one per Apple's Face ID, quote, most secure facial authentication ever in a smartphone, unquote. And that led to the new A12 Bionic chip. It is, as was expected and rumored, a 7 nanometer chip, the industry's first 7 nanometer chip. It has six core CPU. It has two high performance cores and four efficiency cores. The high performance cores run 15% faster than those that were in the A11, but are 40% lower in power consumption uh, than the A11s. And the four high efficiency cores are 50% more efficient than the A11s. And all six cores can run at once, meaning faster machines using less power than with the A11. It has um, a four-core GPU, which is 50% faster than the GPU in the A11. And then there is the neural engine. Uh, it is an eight-core design versus the two-core design that was in the A11. This is used for AI part of the phone. And yes, this all means Skynet is coming to a pocket near you. To put what all this means into some perspective, with the A11, they could process 600 billion operations per second which sounds really impressive, until they told you that the A12 can now process over 5 trillion, with a T, operations per second. It is the smartest and fastest mobile chip out there on the market, period. The A11 was already blowing everybody away. Now the A12 is going to really blow everyone away. And also it allows handling up to 512 gigabytes of storage. Some of the other items Apple did not mention but have been confirmed the A10s and the 10s Max both have 4 gig of RAM up from the 3 gig in the in the 10, and the L1 cache is up to 128 gigabytes from 32 on the iPhone 10. Both are bingo card items. Um, the clock speed is also up to 2.5 gig from 2.4 gig on the iPhone 8 Plus uh, with the A11 processor. Next up on stage was Kyan Durant, shirt untucked, senior director of iPhone product marketing. She went over Siri shortcuts. She mentioned they opened up the neural network to Core ML, and it will run nine times faster and run with one-tenth the energy, and that this would improve AR. Then she invited up some third-party devs to come out and talk about their products and how great it is to work with Apple. And first was Todd Howard, shirt untucked, developer of Blades, and then David Lee, shirt untucked, and Steve Nash. Yes, that's Steve Nash from the NBA, uh, shirt untucked. Uh, developers of the app Homecourt, which is an app for tracking basketball shots. Actually, it's a really cool app. Uh, basketball coaches and gym rats will love it. Um, and then Atli Marr, shirt untucked, from Directive Games, who created the AR game, uh, some AR Galaga game. So basically, it's like you're watching the Galaga machine, and it blows up, and then the the, the Galaga bugs all come out at you in the, in the sky and, and you try to shoot them out of the air and you drop your phone and you crack the screen or something like that. Um, anyway, they all came out and talked about how great it is to work with Apple and, and how wonderful it is and yada yada. Then uh, an hour and six minutes into the event, Phil came back on stage and it was camera time and they started with bragging that the iPhone is the world's most popular camera. Dual back cameras, both 12 megapixels. Uh, the wide angle camera has a bigger sensor. And the front camera is 7 megapixels still. And uh, the new feature is smart HDR, uh, which is really just enhanced HDR, which they say will make it easier to take better photos. 
bokeh, uh, which is the ability to see some of the background blurred out. Uh, well, that has a new depth slider, and that changes the depth of field where the background is blurred. Actually, really is looks like a very nice feature. So if, if you liked using the bokeh effect, which I did, um, now you're going to have a way to tweak where that blur occurs and how much blur. So I'm looking forward to that new feature. It now records stereo sound with the 10s and the 10s Max using the four built-in mics. And there is improved low-light performance on the video recording side thanks to the new A12 chip and camera sensors. Next, they moved on to battery life. Phil starts by saying the 10s gets you 30 minutes more than the 10, to which you could hear crickets chirping. It was kind of awkward pregnant pause there, not a single clap. At the low level of, in- of this you know, increase, why did they even mention it? I mean, Phil should have just gone right on to the 10s Max, which gets an hour and a half longer battery life than the iPhone 10 did. And that's where they should have started. Don't even mention the 10s. There is faster networking and uh, gigabyte class LTE, additional bands, and finally, dual SIM capability. They're calling it DSDS, which stands for dual SIM, dual standby, with eSIM tech support. And, um, and that eSIM tech will be supported by carriers, or, or some of them coming up here shortly. This means you have both SIMs there, both waiting for a call. And the first one to get the call becomes the active one. So there is a physical SIM and an eSIM in the 10s and the 10s Max. There will also be a special model for China with two physical SIMs. Phil then summed up the new 10s and 10s Max that they are a 5.8 inch, same as the 10 display, and the new 6.5 inch made for Fortnite display. They have the A12 Bionic chip, faster than the A11, and it uses less power. There are the 12 megapixel dual cameras, better bokeh with changing depth, smart HDR, better dynamic range in videos, the new true depth camera system for faster face ID, and gigabit class LTE. Then out came Lisa, untucked shirt from Apple. She is, I think, VP of tree hugging, and she was there to talk about the environment and said that all Apple facilities now run 100% on renewable energy, to which there was a loud applause. Apple designs products to last longer, she said, and said the best way to help the environment was to stop buying new iPhones each year. Um, at least that was the message I took away from her segment. And to be clear, she actually did say it. I mean, talking about how the iPhone 5S still is supported by iOS 12 and that Apple designs products to keep on working she said, quote, because they last longer, you can keep using them, and keep using them is the best way, f- uh, best thing for the planet, unquote. Uh, um, yeah, well, does passing down devices mean it's okay to get a new iPhone? I sure hope so. I don't want to feel guilty about buying a new iPhone because of killing the environment. But I'm buying a new iPhone. At the one hour and 26 minute mark, uh, Phil came back up to wrap up the 10s and 10s Max. So what do you get with the 10s Max that you do not get with the 10s spec-wise? Well, you get a bigger screen and you get a little better battery life for the 10s Max and the 10s Max software-wise supports the split-screen feature in some native iOS app. 
and the plus size, uh, like the plus size phones did. And that's it. They are identical in all other technical specs. If you play Fortnite, the 6.5 inch, though, that will make a difference. Uh, Phil then introed one more iPhone, the iPhone 9. Nope, nope, that didn't make it. And the iPhone 10C, nope, that didn't make the cut either. It is actually the iPhone 10R, which, as mentioned earlier, kind of, well, I kind of let the cat out of the bag, well, especially if you remember the beginning of the episode where the title of the episode was 10, had 10R in it. But um, per the R, I think it stands for really? As in, did we really need this? Uh, lots of colors to choose from, single rear camera, 12 megapixels, wide-angle camera. It's the same one that's used in the 10S and 10S Max. Uh, including the ability to do bokeh with one camera. It is IP67 water resistant, so don't drop it in the deep end. LCD display, edge to edge, uh, with a goofy liquid retina name for the, the screen. I don't, I don't like that. Uh, no home button with Face ID, just like the, any of the other 10 series phones. It is a 6.1 inch display, as we mentioned before. And, well, it was rumored all the way back in December. Uh, it comes with the A12 processor. Better battery life versus the 8 Plus. It is 1.5 hours more battery life than the 8 Plus, which is pretty darn impressive, by the way. Okay, I will give them that. That is nice, which means it will have the longest battery life of any iPhone on sale when it goes on sale. The 10R will not go on sale, however, until October 19th. Well, pre-order, that is. And delivery will not start until October 26th. I will go over the 10R in more detail in October prior to it going on sale. So, in summary, there are three new phones, as expected. Names are a little different, but specs are what was expected. There is the 10S, the 10S Max, and the 10R. And then there was a Johnny I video that will be widely spoofed on YouTube for the next few months that went over all three. After the video, came back and talked a little bit about pricing. And per pricing, the 10R, it starts at $749 for the 64, don't do it, gigabyte version. It is $799 for the 128, that is almost enough gigabyte version, and $899 for the 256, why am I not just getting the 10S model gigabyte version? For the 10S, pricing started at $9.99 for the 64, not enough gigabyte version, or $11.49 for the 256, yes, this is plenty of storage gigabyte version, and a say what price of $13.49 for the 512 because I want to show people I do not value money gigabyte version. The 10S Max starts at $10.99 for the 64, not enough gigabyte version, it is $12.49 for the 256. Yes, this feels more than enough storage gigabyte model. Any whopping $14.49 for the 512. I need to burn a hole in my pocket so I can fit this beast in my pocket gigabyte version. Also, now we know where the max name comes from, as in maxing out your credit card. As expected, orders started on September 14th at 12.01 a.m. Pacific Time, 3.01 a.m. Eastern Time, with availability on September 24th. First, for those that pick the right size and version for the iPhone XS and XS Max, which pretty much was any of them. And if you have the TII app, you would have gotten a couple of push notifications. One warning you that it was coming, and two, that, hey, the sales are now going online. 
Also, on September 17th, iOS 12 will be available for the masses. Don't be one of those masses if you're not a beta tester. I'll get in over that in a, in a few minutes. Uh, I ordered my 10s Max 512 gigabyte version, and it should be here on the 21st. I also ordered the Apple leather folio case for it, which is supposed to be here on the 18th or 19th. Uh, per where the iPhone 10s and 10s Max will be available on the 21st. That would be Australia, Austria, Belgium, Canada, China, Denmark, Finland, France, Germany, Hong Kong, Ireland, Italy, Japan, Luxembourg, Mexico, Netherlands, New Zealand, Norway, Paradise Palms, Portugal, Puerto Rico, Saudi Arabia, Singapore, Spain, Sweden, Switzerland, Taiwan, UAE, UK, and the US, and the US Virgin Islands. <sighs> Basically, that's all the places the GPS version of the Apple Watch Series 4 was, plus Mexico, Puerto Rico, Taiwan, and the US Virgin Islands. But if you were not one of those 30 locations a week later on September 28th, the following countries and territories will get delivery. Andorra, Armenia, Bahrain, Bulgaria, Croatia, Cyprus, Czech Republic, Estonia, Georgia, Greece, Greenland, Hungary, Iceland, India, Kazakhstan, Kuwait, Latvia, Liechtenstein, Lithuania, Malta, Moistemeyer, Monaco, Oman, Poland, Qatar, Romania, Russia, Slovakia, Slovenia, and South Africa. That is 59 different countries and territories in the first eight days of availability. The fastest rollout ever of new iPhones. And by the looks of it, they have either lots of inventory or lower than expected demand. Currently, as of Saturday the 15th, there were some versions of the 10s Max still available for pickup on the 21st. Not all versions on all carriers were sold out. Interestingly, the unlocked version was completely sold out of all colors, all storage options, both versions. Phil, to wrap up his segment, went over the starting prices of the iPhones currently for sale. And he started with the iPhone 7 at $449, the iPhone 8 at $599 now, the iPhone XR will start at $749, and the iPhone XS at $999, and the XS Max at $10.99 and going up to, as we mentioned, $14.49. That was a miss on the bingo card, and you can actually see the full pricing uh, matrix right in the TI app for the bonus content for episode 470. Uh, I put a PDF with all the prices and the bingo card results as well. Again, iOS 12 will be available on September 17th, and if you were not a beta tester, please wait until September 28th until you upgrade. As I talked about on the last episode, nothing changes really. Wait, wait, wait until the 28th. Let everyone else figure out the hidden issues. Unless you're a beta tester, um, then make sure to upgrade now, as the final version is available now for beta testers. I've upgraded all my devices, and so far, all is looking good. Um, but it's only been uh, one in a day or so. So, But anyway, if you are a beta tester, go ahead and upgrade. If you're not a beta tester, wait till the 28th, and hopefully we'll be able to say release the hounds before the end of this month. But for now, if you are not a beta tester, wait a week plus around the 28th to do the upgrade. That's a Friday. That gives you all weekend to play around with it to make sure everything's good before you go back to work. Um, and check back on the next episode, which will be out in about a week, uh, to confirm all is okay. At the one hour, 43 minute mark, Tim came back. He talked about the software updates for HomePod. 
he mentioned the stereo features and that you can make and receive phone calls from the HomePod and you can use it to ping your other iOS devices when you can't find them, which is nice now that when my wife yells into me to ping her iPhone because she can't find it, I can just ask the HomePod to do it. And yes, at least once a week, we are pinging my wife's iPhone uh, to try to find it at least once a week. For Mac folks, Mac OS Mojave, uh, that will release on the 24th. Uh, yeah, I won't be updating until around Christmas break. Too many software programs I use on that to make the episodes go out. Um, Tim then invited those in attendance to do a hands-on. The event lasted one hour and 47 minutes. 66 minutes of that was spent on the iPhone, 28 minutes spent on the Apple Watch, 9 minutes on the intro video and rah-rah speech, 2 minutes on the HomePod, and 2 minutes on the outro. There were 10 people that spoke, 3 of them had their shirts tucked in, and 7 untucked. And now, let's go over the bingo card to see what was and was not a hit on this keynote. I put down uh, the first item as a miss. That was three new iPhones, the 10C, the 10S, and the 10S Plus. Correct on the number of new iPhones, wrong on the names. But let's actually go over what was correct. Uh, there's actually more correct on this bingo card than we've had in any previous bingo card. And at the end, we'll come back to what was missed. So iPhone 6S and 6S Plus killed off, check. Apple Watch screen goes edge-edge, check. Apple Watch Series 4 announced, check. New iPhones can pre-order on 9.14. Check. A12 processor with M12 Motion coprocessor. Check. No iPads announced. As in no iPads announced. None. Zip. Nada. Check. 4 gig of RAM for the 10s and bigger version. Check. The 128 kilobyte level 1 cache for the 10s and bigger version. Check. Both of those last two were confirmed with benchmark tests people ran in their hands-on area. And yes, I said 10s and 10s Plus on the bingo card, but the 10s Max is that, so we're going to stick with it. Uh, Gorilla Glass 6, a big check. Apple said pretty much what we thought they would on that. New iPhones on the 21st, check. 10 series will all be edge-to-edge -edge with no home button, check. Dual SIM card version, check. iPhone 10s 5.8 OLED, check. And iPhone 10c 6.1 LCD. I'm giving it a check as that one was more um, about the specs, the 6.1 and the LCD, than the name. We already had the name in the other box. And the same thing with the next one, the iPhone XS Plus is a 6.5-inch OLED, and I put a check on that. Again, we hit the 6.5 inches. That's what that was really predicting. One of kind of on was the Square improved low-light performance on the XS Plus, they did say there was improved low-light performance for the 10S series, both the regular and the Max. Hmm. If we give that box a check, then there were two bingos. If not, no bingos this year, and right now I'm, I'm leaning towards the no bingos this year, even though we had more green, because uh, I put green to, to mark them, uh, or checks, than we've ever had in any previous one. We just had the red strategically placed, uh, the, the non-checks strategically placed to block the bingos. And, and those blocking bingo, 30 hours of 3G talk time with the 10S Plus? Nope. 6.1 LCD will be called the iPhone 9? Nope. And let's see, triple rear camera on the XS Plus? A big nope. And price range for the iPhone will go from 349 to 1149 A bigger nope. And finally, nopes 
for upgrade for SE2 stays at four inches and SE2 will have a home button. Not only was there no SE2 announced this time, there is no longer an SE. Gone. Poof. No more. Don't you come back, Jack. ABCU no more. SE is over. Done. Kaput. That was the biggest surprise of the day for me. Okay, I thought the SE2 was iffy to be announced and not likely, but I did not see the iPhone SE getting yanked altogether. There is likely going to be another Apple event in late October for the iPads and the Apple TV. And at that event, it is possible Apple reintroduces the SE2. Possible, but at this time, definitely not probable. My wife was definitely bummed. And I heard from a few listeners that were not happy about this omission and killing of the SE. Clearly, Apple wants to get ASP's average sale price even higher. And that is what all these moves on Wednesday will definitely accomplish. Hi, Rob. It's Kim from Salem, Oregon. I uh, just listened to the keynote yesterday, and it was interesting. Um, <laughs> the iPhone XS or XS or whatever, whatever it is, it's excessive. Anyway, and the X Max or Ten Max or whatever, and the iPhone R I'm not really interested in. What does the R stand for? Reduced? I don't know. <laughs> I think it's for Retina. So anyway, I'm not interested in those. But the watch, however, I'm kind of kicking myself for getting the, the uh, Series 3 now because the whole fall detection and the EKG, ECG is, like, amazing. Darn it. <laughs> oh, well. I'm still going to go to the Apple Store just out of curiosity and see what it would be like if I wanted to trade in. Or I could just wait until next year when a uh, glucose sensor shows up in the next generation of the watch. Um I don't know, uh, but I'm definitely going to keep my iPhone 10 for now. But also for the guy that called in on your last podcast and asked about which phone would be good for someone who's blind. Okay, it depends on what you want. If you want the headphone jack, stick with like the 5S or the 5C, which aren't around anymore, so since headphone jack is pretty much history. Um, if you want the home button, Definitely an 8 or an 8 plus. But what I like about the 10, it is a bigger screen. I love the edge to edge thing because text is throughout the entire screen. I don't have to worry about moving my hand up because of the bezels and stuff. And the face ID does work. It has a feature where you don't have to uh, be looking at the camera. It's, um, you turn that off and you can just unlock your phone to make things easier for me. I just have raised to unlock. Yeah, raised to wake on my phone. So I lift it up and I hold it in front of my face and it works. Um, it all depends on what you want. I would check Apple Viz, maybe writing to them and see what they suggest. But that's what I suggest. It just depends on what you want. 7, 8, or 8 plus if you want the touch ID and um, 10 if you want the full screen and the face ID and the better camera, which is really great for when you're using apps like Seeing AI. Have a great day and I'll talk to you later. Rachel, I'll bye. Kim, as always, thanks for your feedback. And folks, if you have some feedback, your thoughts on the new announcements, uh, which iPhones you're getting, give us a call, 206-666-6364. That's 206-MOONDOG, or shoot an email to todayinios at gmail.com. Now, one of the things that's going to be complained about the most, without a doubt, on the new iPhones is price. Look, and I, look I'm not saying the $1,449 price um, is too much, 
But to put it in perspective, if you converted that to pennies and stacked all those pennies, it would be a stack 722 feet tall, which in 1910 would have been taller than the MetLife building in New York, which was the world's tallest building at the time. But you also need to get a case, and there's tax. So getting the case with the tax, the iPhone XS Max, 512 gigabyte version, and a folio case, costs a total of $1,727.51, and that pushes that stack of pennies to 860.9 feet tall, or greater than the Trans-America Building or Pyramid in San Francisco. And it's taller than the Woolsworth Building, which was the world's tallest uh, building from 1913 to 1930. So yeah, that is how much the new iPhone XS Max and a case will cost you in pennies stacked one on top of the other. And that leads us to, should you upgrade? Well, Lisa at Apple, she said no. But everyone else at Apple said yes. And I say, well, it depends on what you have. If you are rocking a 6S Plus or earlier, yeah, kind of time to upgrade. If you have an iPhone 7 or 7 Plus, well, they are still really good devices. You are already used to not having the headphone jack. So going to the 10s and the 10s Max does mean you can wirelessly charge and listen to music via wired headphones at the same time again. So I think if you are the type that upgrades every two years, this year's upgrade would be a solid upgrade. If you have an iPhone 8 or 8 Plus and are happy with them and like the home button, I don't see how I could possibly recommend you upgrade. Just no real justification in that scenario. And if you have the iPhone 10, I say only upgrade to the 10s Max if you are like me and you are used to the plus size phones and features and miss the extra features in landscape mode. No way I would recommend to anyone to upgrade from the 10 to the 10s. Um, 10 to the 10s Max, that's a different story. Um, and then there is uh, the one other group out there that I do recommend upgrading for, and that is those that play Fortnite, and then I say upgrade to the 10s Max. It is the iPhone you have been waiting for. That might to some seem like a small group, but actually it's a much bigger group of people than you're going to realize. I do think you will see quite a few people upgrade because, well, just because of that, that application playing Fortnite on your phone. There are always a few specs Apple does not mention that were upgraded or, um, or only quickly glossed over them in the presentation. Comparing the iPhone XS and XS Max to one another, again, as mentioned, it is three key areas of difference. One is size and weight. And, and the XS series, or the 5.8 versions, are 135.1 millimeters by 62.4 millimeters screen-wise, and that's a total of 8,428.8 square millimeters. And it comes in of weight of 177 grams. And the 10s Max, or the 6.5-inch version, is 149.07 millimeters by 68.9 millimeters for a total of 10,267.9 square millimeters, which has a weight of 208 grams. So there's your difference um, between those two on the physical aspects. Battery life. 
Apple says the XS Max lasts one hour longer than the XS, or technically they said the XS lasts 30 minutes longer than the 10, and the XS Max lasts 90 minutes longer than the 10, so yeah. Apple said the XS Max lasts one hour longer than the XS, except when you actually look at what they posted for battery life. Talk time, uh, wireless, the XS has up to 20 hours, the XS Max up to 25 hours. I don't need to pull out the calculator app to see on that spec the difference is more than one hour. Moving on, internet uses up to 12 hours on the 10s and 13 hours on the XS Max, and video playback up to 14 hours on the 10s and up to 15 hours on the 10s Max. For audio playback, it is up to 60 hours for the 10s and up to 65 hours for the 10s Max. So depending on what you're doing, the iPhone XS Max can last one to five hours longer than the XS. If battery life is uber important to you, then go with the XS Max. And you could probably do some screen dimming tricks to extend it longer. Number three, you get the split screen mode for some apps like Notes, Email, Contacts on the iPhone XS Max, just like with the Plus series. This is not available on the XS. Beyond that, the rest of the specs are identical as far as I can see, but let's see how the other specs differ or change between the iPhone XS, XS Max, and the iPhone 7 Plus and 8 Plus. And I will not go over physical size again. Uh, let's start with screens. No contest. The XS and XS Max are both OLED screens, better resolution, so if screen resolution and colors really matter, go with the XS Max. The 7 Plus does not have uh, 3D touch, so you gain that in an upgrade. The 7 Plus and 8 Plus are rated at IP67 versus the 10s series at IP68 to 2 meters. Both the rear camera lenses had optical stabilization in, on the 10s series. Apple is listing advanced red-eye correction for the 10s series. The 7 Plus uh, for 4K video only records at 30 frames per second. The 8 Plus and the 10s series are up to 30 frames per second. For the 10s series, there is the addition of extended dynamic range for video up to 30 frames per second. The 7 Plus for slow-mo video only supported 240 frames per second at 720p. The 8 Plus and the 10s series, it is supported at 1080p at 240 frames per second. As mentioned before, the 10s series now supports stereo audio recording. For the front-facing camera, the FaceTime camera, the XS series supports recording 1080p HD video at 30 or 30 frames per second, or 60 frames per second, and the 7 Plus and 8 Plus only support at 30 frames per second. So 1080p HD video at either 30 or 60 frames per second. With the XS series, you also get extended dynamic range for video at 30 frames per second on the front camera, plus cinematic video stabilization. Of course, with the XS series, you get Face ID, or you lose Touch ID, depending on how you look at it. Um, for wireless connections on LTE, the XS series adds a few more bands. For FDD LTE, we add bands 14, 32, and 71, and band 66 was added last year for the A+. For TD LTE, bands 34 or 46 were added, with 34 being added last year to the A+. We also get the Gigabyte Class LTE with 4x4 MIMO and LAA. Wi-Fi is now 802.11ac with 2x2 MIMO. 
Bluetooth is uh, version 5.0 for the 10S series and the 8 Plus series, um, just for version 4.2 for the 7 Plus series. So overall, not a lot is different internally spec-wise. So my recommendation in, in most cases, if you are looking to upgrade, go to the 10S Max. Hey Rob, Mitchell here from the Twin Cities. Wow, I can't believe they're calling it the 10S Max. I just don't know if I can say that in public. I've always gotten the brand new iPhone every single year on launch day, ever since the first iPhone. And I'm hoping that the new one will be no exception. It was always a challenge. Every other year, I'd have to buy the iPhone outright. So I was really glad when the iPhone upgrade program was announced a few years ago. Last year, the iPhone upgrade people had the opportunity to pre-register, and it worked out really, really good. And this year is no exception. So I just wanted to call to let people know that if you're part of the upgrade program, you can pre-register the new iPhone that you want. So about 10 minutes after the announcement, the Apple Store came back up, and it let me pre-register right away. 20 minutes after the announcement was done, I've already pre-registered the 256 Space Gray iPhone XS Max. Wow, I can't believe they're calling it the XS Max. Um, and uh, it's already pre-registered. So... Now, on Friday morning, all I have to do is open up the Apple Store app, and there will be an option to complete my order. You hit complete order. It'll say complete transaction, and it'll be done. It's super fast, and it's super easy. So anybody that's part of the iPhone upgrade program should totally take advantage of this. Uh, super excited about all the new phones, and I'm pretty sure I'll also be ordering the new Apple Watch Series 4 LTE, 42 millimeter. So uh, yeah, I just wanted to call and uh, give people the update on the iPhone upgrade program. So thanks, Rob, for everything you do. Super excited for the new show. Bye. Hey, Rob, Mitchell here from the Twin Cities again. I forgot to mention one thing. So last year, the new iPhone 10 didn't come out until, uh, what was it, November 2nd. There wasn't a full 12 months of payments for this particular iPhone. Uh, I just wanted to let everybody know that they are letting people upgrade now if they waited for the iPhone 10 last year in November, but um, to order or to pre-order after only 11 payments, I did have to agree to pay an extra payment of $56. As long as I was willing to pay one extra month to complete that 12-month payment program, you can pre order the new iPhone early. Thanks. Mitchell, thank you for that feedback. Maybe a couple people who weren't thinking that they could go ahead and upgrade will be able to now go and get an upgrade. Here's some feedback from folks that were pre-ordering. Hi, Rob. App came online three to four minutes ago, 2.08 Central Time, whereas website still doesn't seem to be online for me. Went with one Apple Watch and one new iPhone. Ordered via the app with no issues. Happy ordering, Kevin from Minnesota. Hi, Rob. Placed order at about 15 minutes past the hour. Just after the site went active for me in Hawaii. Ordered 44 millimeter stainless steel with white sports band. I ordered with the cheapest band since I already have the Apple stainless steel link band that I will wear on the watch most of the time. Protected, projected to arrive between Friday, October 5th and Friday, October 12th. Aloha, Will in Hawaii. Hi, Rob. Uh, Jeff from Connecticut. 
time of year again where we call in and uh want to let you know I got up this morning at 2.45 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Got the iPad open, got the iPhone open, and got on the Mac and had all three set up. Online, I did notice that Verizon Wireless website did seem to show a countdown to start ordering about three minutes before 3 a.m. So I said, oh, maybe they've got an inside. So I went with that and started on their website, which I rarely do. And I was able to get into the third page ordering where you selected the model and then move on to the next step. And, of course, their server froze. So I said, okay, so much for that. Moved over to the iPad Pro and the Apple Store app. And, of course, that started to come alive. And so I moved forth with that purchase on the iPad, and that worked perfect. The um, Apple website online on the computer did not come alive until you know, well after 3 o'clock, which was surprising, but that's it's been that way in the past also. Uh, I went with a 64 gigabyte iPhone XS Max because my vision's getting poor and I need a bigger screen. <laughs> Other than that, I probably could have waited a year. I currently have the uh, iPhone 10, 64 gigabyte, but I would like the bigger screen. The uh, keynote I thought was a little light. I thought it was a little stretched out in content. I, if I saw another video, I was going to throw up. Hoping for a few more items, maybe in another keynote, if they present in October or November. I was hoping for a new iPad with thinner bezels, etc. Let's keep our fingers crossed about that, but I did want to let you know my experience. So I'll be getting my uh, iPhone next week and also ordered uh, Apple Watch 44 millimeter in uh, space gray. Didn't go for the stainless this time. Space gray is going to be fine this time uh, with cellular because I just absolutely love my uh, cellular watch. Uh, I could use it at the gym without bringing in my phone for any distractions and it works flawless and this one should just be better because it's, it's got better signal and better features and all that stuff. So looking forward to wearing uh, the Apple watch and using the phone. So Again, Rob's spurt was long, but I wanted to give you as much info as I could. And thanks again. Appreciate the show as always, Rob. Keep up the good work. Jeff, thanks for the feedback. Back to the email bag we go. Hey, Rob, thanks to a less than restful night's sleep, I put in my order for a 256 gigabyte Space Gray 10S Max and a 44 millimeter Space Gray Series 4 Apple Watch at about 3.30 a.m. Eastern Time via the App Store app. Even in my groggy state, I had no problems whatsoever. The entire process took about three minutes. I should get my phone on the 21st, but we'll have to wait another couple of weeks to get the watch. Five hours later, as I'm writing this, lead times are an additional week for both. As always, looking forward to the next episode. Regards, Michael from Richmond, VA. Hey, Rob. Thanks for the reminder from the TI app. Ordered for my wife Friday morning, 6.45 Eastern time with no issues, an iPhone 10s Max, 256 gigabyte gold, uh, with the eSIM, Apple Care, expecting delivery 92118. Can't wait. Key way to keep mother of four happy buy her the new iPhone every year. Mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. Thanks for all you do. Ian, West Virginia. P.S. I'm psyched to take over her iPhone 10 from last year. Now there is a happily married man. Hey, good morning, Rob. It's Shannon from Arizona. I just wanted to tell you a quick story about my new phone purchase. I woke up 5 o'clock this morning. Today is Friday, uh, September 14th. I just thought I would check and see uh, how far out the new phones were. And to my delight, Verizon says I can have my new phone in a week. So I'm expecting delivery next Friday, a week from today, of my brand spanking new 
Space Gray 256 gigabyte iPhone 10s Max. Uh, I ordered a OtterBox commuter series case that I love on all of my previous phones off of the OtterBox website. Had to pay a couple dollars extra for two-day shipping, but I wanted to make sure I had a case on it the minute I had my phone. I've never been without a case, and I don't think I ever will. So anyway, that's my story, man. I'm excited. Looking forward to getting this new huge phone. Looking forward to your next podcast. Take care, Rob. Later. Shannon, as always, thanks for your feedback. Back to the email bag. Hi, Rob. I ordered my iPhone XS Max Space Gray 256 with a delivery date of 921. I placed the order at the Verizon webpage. It took about two minutes. I'll let you know how much I love the phone once I get it. Regards, Rob. Hi, Rob. I bought the iPhone XS Max 512 gigabyte in gold. It's arriving Friday the 21st. I have a question. What is the best clear case I can get for it? What do you recommend? I want to be able to see the design. David D. Springfield Mo. And I, I don't know. I, there's a spec has a clear case. I think theirs is pretty good. That's been probably one of the better ones, the spec clear case. Uh, anyone else has a suggestion on a clear case that's protective for the iPhones that they've used in the past? Please give us a call, 206-666-6364. That's 206-MOON-DOG. Or shoot an email to todayinios at gmail.com. Uh, but from the feedback, not all are upgrading. From Lawrence McFarland in the Google Plus community, quote, hmm, I guess I will keep my iPhone 6S for another year, unquote, in his reaction to the keynote. Uh, looking in the Google Plus community, per what people said they ordered, and overall looks to be about a 5 to 1 ratio of the 10s Max to the 10s, And the other... Um, then, other than there was only about two of us idiots that I could find that ordered the 512 gigabyte version. Everyone else was going with the 256, ah, just right gigabyte version. So the majority of people are going in at 256. So that, very few people, um, you heard one earlier that's getting 64, um, but there's only a couple of us that are getting 512, and, and everyone else seems to be writing in at the 256, ah, just right gigabyte version. Now I'll say this, there was one rumor that said that the 4 gigabyte of RAM would only be available for the 512 gigabyte version. We'll find out if that's true once these get out into the field. I can't believe that's the case. Maybe it is. We'll find out if there's anything extra or additional for the 512 gigabyte version that Apple had to do to, to, so that it could handle the 512. But it didn't sound like that from the keynote. Hey, Rob, Jeff from Connecticut calling back on the evening of the pre-order on the 14th. Just doing a follow-up call throughout the day. been watching different uh, YouTube videos and reading different comments, and just speaking to friends and so forth about the pre-order and those that have pre-ordered and uh, listening to the videos online. Basically, everybody's saying, yeah, I ordered the phone, but I don't really need it. It's not really order uh, offering very much in the form of changes. And uh, other than possibly a larger screen, if I go with the Macs, um, but other than that, I really could have skipped this year. It's just I like to buy a new unit every year. And I, I got to ask myself, did Apple do enough this year? And I'm wondering whether or not Apple is watching and viewing these videos were quite common that everybody's saying didn't look like Apple did enough and the keynote wasn't a wow enough. And yet we will accept it and we'll buy their phones and they'll sell millions and we'll just take it and say, okay, that's what it is. But it's interesting to see if, Apple has any feedback to what they offered us this year, or are they just going to rake in their millions and 
going to uh, make you more money and give us just a little bit more next year, and that's it. We'll go another year and say, okay, that's what we got. So it's just interesting. I'd like to know what other people's thoughts about the keynote and about what the phones offer. I think the watch is very nice, but I don't personally think that the phone is a wow. I did buy a Max because of the larger screen, which I need. And I'm just interested to see what everybody else's thoughts are about this year's phone selection. Bob, thanks again, and uh, have a great one. Jeff, thanks again for your feedback. And I'll just say, you know, as I said earlier in the episode, you have an iPhone X, going to the XS makes no sense. Going to the XS Max, again, I only justify that because really I was disappointed with the 10 from the perspective of going from a Plus series before. If I have an 8 Plus right now, if I'm someone that bought an 8 Plus last year, going to the XS Max, that's a hard thing for me to justify for most uh, if you have a 7 Plus, again, as I mentioned, that would be a solid upgrade. If you have any 6 Plus series or, or anything smaller or older, uh, yeah, absolutely makes sense to upgrade this year. The 7 Plus, again, it's a borderline. Do you do it or do you not do it? Uh, one of the key advantages there was the fact that you can wirelessly charge and listen to music. So if that's something that bugs you, not being able to uh, charge while you listen to music, that's probably the best feature on the upgrade there. Uh, yes, the screen is better, but beyond that, again, as far as is it, you know, did Apple go above and beyond with the upgrades the last few years? No, n- n- not really. I mean, there, there's not. It's not the huge difference we've seen in the past in the early days of the phones. Uh, that said, will Apple do incremental upgrade next year like they did this year? Absolutely. <laughs> people are buying the phones. They're no dummies. They didn't get all that money. Didn't get that $1 trillion market cap by being dummies. And if, if they keep testing the price elasticity on, on what people are willing to pay and people keep showing they're willing to pay more, um, well, they're going to keep charging more. We, we saw it blatantly this year. I mean, they killed off the iPhone SE. There was no reason to kill off the iPhone SE unless they just wanted to say, hey, we don't want to have any phones with headphone jacks. But they got rid of the iPhone SE. That raised uh, you know, the minimum amount you could pay for an iPhone by $100. And, and then they took the top end out $300 beyond where it was last year. So they really are pushing hard to push up the ASPs. Um, the upgrade in ASPs is not linear to the upgrade in performance and specs. I agree with you. Uh, this is when I say these kinds of things is why I don't get app invited to the Apple events. Uh, but you have to also remember the folks that you're watching on these videos online, they're biased. They're looking at it from their perspective as, you know, for them. And they're forgetting about the audience. They don't realize that, that yeah, they're upgrading each year and, and they're saying, oh, I really need to go. Well, no, but they needed to upgrade because they're, they're doing a, a show about the iPhone. Like, I needed to upgrade. Um, if they didn't have the 10s Max this year, and it, it would just from the 10 to the 10s, would I have upgraded? No. I would not have upgraded from the 10s, from the 10 to the 10s. Absolutely not. Uh, again, for me, it was the screen size. I do actually feel better about this year's upgrade than I did about last year's upgrade for when I went from the 7 Plus to the 10. Uh, I think to me, it's a much better upgrade going from the 10 to this 10s Max. And again, most of those people that you see videos online for already are at the most recent phones, where I think the 10s and the 10s Max are going to get the majority of their folks that are going to be upgrading. It's for the folks that were to have the 6 series phones. Anyone that had a 6 series phone, well, those folks may actually be waiting till October 19th to upgrade to the 10R. 
So maybe the 10R actually gets a, a good boost uh, in sales from pe- folks that were running a an iPhone 10 or iPhone 6S or iPhone 6 or iPhone 6 Plus or 6S Plus. If you were wanting, using one of those devices, which again is still supported by iOS 12, then the 10R may be the way you want to go. And we didn't dig into the 10R all that much here beyond what was said in the keynote and a little couple of specs from the website. We will dig into the 10R much more in October prior to the pre-order to really flesh it out and see how it compares back to the iPhone 6s and 6s and 7 and 8 because that's really where people are going to probably be moving up to that device from, or even from now the iPhone SE, because you have no choice since there's no SE2. Boy, I sure hope Apple has an event in October and they announce an SE2. But if you have an SE, then the 10R is probably where you want to go if you want to get a brand new phone. That's going to be the, the solution for you. All right, switching gears. I actually have a Kickstarter project going live on Monday the 17th that you might be interested in. This is one I plan on buying once available. It is the Hyperjuice, one word from Hyper, who've had multiple successful projects in the past on Kickstarter, a few of which I've mentioned here and have purchased, including the watch pan that I have for my Apple Watch and the Pearl Compact Mirror battery pack that my wife loved until someone stole it from her. The Hyperjuice is a high-power USB-C battery pack, 27,000 milliamp hour battery pack with a 18-watt USB-A output for fast charging your new iPhone 10 series or iPad Pro series. And if you have a USB-C MacBook, it will charge it as it has both a 60-watt and a 100-watt USB-C output. So this will charge my wife's MacBook and our iPad Pros and fast charge any iPhone 10s. Pricing on this for early bird special is $149. They claim it will have an MSRP of $299. After the early birds are gone, the price jumps to $179. Delivery of the early birds is December. So yeah, it's a nice romantic Christmas present for the wife for her MacBook. Um, Okay, might need to rethink how I give it to her for her MacBook. But still, it is something she could use. And again, it has two USB-C ports. One is 60 watt out, the other 100 watt out, and it has one USB-A port out that is 18 watts. Search for Hyper Juice, one word, at Kickstarter, or look for the link in the show notes for episode 470 at todayinios.com. What 10S do you like the best? Which league? ADP or WTA? Which 10S has the best specs? Which league, ADP or WTA? What do you think of the new 10S? I really couldn't say. Should I go with 10S or 10S Max? I'm afraid I don't know what you should do. What do you like better, the 10S or the 10S Max? Well, I do look great in 10S whites. You'll have to trust me on this one. If I say 10S, you say? That's not nice. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, if you saw what it actually spelled out on my screen, which is not tennis. <laughs> it's the number 10 and then, yeah, a word that's not nice. Thanks again to Casper for their support of TII. And if you go to casper.com slash TII and use promo code TII, all lowercase, you will save $50 off a of select mattress shipping right to your door. Again, go to casper.com slash TII and use promo code TII. 
terms and conditions apply. And before we go today, I want to remind you to send in your feedback to the show, 206-666-6364. That's 206-MOONDOG. Or record your feedback and email to the show at todayinios at gmail.com. This time of year, obviously, give us your feedback on the Apple event, your feedback on the pre-order, how that went, and, of course, feedback on iOS 12, which I can't say enough. If you haven't, if you weren't a beta tester, hold off until the next episode. But let us know your thoughts on everything, how things are going. If you are a beta tester and you're running iOS 12 and you've upgraded to the full version, or if you didn't heed my advice and you upgraded to the full version, let us know your thoughts. 206-666-6364. Again, 206-MOONDOG. And uh, don't forget to check out our moderated Google Plus community by going to todayinios.com slash community. That's a good, easy way for you to stay on top of things between episodes, which sometimes gets longer and sometimes is shorter. <laughs> uh, hopefully it'll be shorter for the next one. I need to get the next one up before the end of next week because the next weekend I will be in Montreal with the wife seeing Krista Bergen concert. So we definitely need to get it up before the 22nd because we're leaving on the 22nd to go to Montreal. So Ben, I'm going to be up in your area. On the off chance anyone else is going to the Krista Berg concert that listens to the show, email me. Let me know. I'm going to his Monday night concert. A quick reminder, if you're an app dev or an iBook author, email me if you want your app or iBook featured in the promo giveaway segment for free. We just need the five promo codes or more to give away. Simply email me at todayinios at gmail.com and please include a 60-second or less audio review of your app or iBook indicating you are the dev or author. Also, when you send in the promo codes, please make sure to let me know when they expire. Finally, check out the TI app, which is free to you. Search for TII in the iTunes App Store. It's the best way to consume the show and to get push notifications each time a new episode of TII is released. It's fully voiceover friendly, of course. Go right now, download the TI app, or get the upgrade, and you want to do that because there is some bonus content in today's episode, PDF, that shows you how the bingo card went, and shows you the whole new pricing matrix. And it shows you what the pricing matrix was, and, and I even included in there what we predicted it would be, so you can see how far I missed on that. Until the next time, I'm your host, Rob, reminding you to bone different. This show is hosted on Libsyn.com and part of the Wizard Media Network. If you are looking for hosting, go to Libsyn.com, that's L-I-B-S-Y-N.com, for hosting for your podcast and for creation of your own smartphone app. The Today in iOS podcast can also be found on the free Stitcher radio app. Just search for T-I-I.